Hi, Ted. What's up, Grayson? Welcome to the Boot and Hearth Podcast, uh, the first of the bi-weekly schedule. Uh, it's a shame because, you know, nothing's really happened in, uh, in the past two weeks. Been, been pretty, pretty quiet. Pretty quiet, nothing to talk about. No. no. Uh, just a little bit to cover. Um, we're going to talk about some of the games from this past weekend, and then we're going to cover the past couple of weeks we've been harping on the top four and the, the bottom four, I guess. Uh, there's been some changes, uh, especially with this last weekend's results. We're going to dive into that. Um, we're going to talk about kidnapping. That's always a fun, fun yep. topic to dive into. Solid. Um, and then talk about some other teams. So let's get right into it. How did, how did it feel? How did it feel <laughs> to play a game where you go down to nine men and it, you kind of get shafted by VAR? You know, I can't really put into words how that game made me feel because I literally all that optimism that had been building all that I am I was pretty adamant you know we weren't title contenders per se even with our great start after this weekend man I was devastated I was absolutely devastated good yeah good yeah Fuck good Fuck but yeah, no, man. It was I, I can't draw from any examples in the recent, you know, past that might, you know, relate to this situation. No karmic buildup. No, 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 can't no. think of anything. No, really. not at all. No, no, not ringing any bells. But um, but yeah, man. I mean, aside from the obvious, Romero doing Romero things. Yeah, <laughs> well, because earlier in the season we had been talking about. I think Christian Romero had one of the like. Had not had a red card or something yet. Well, yeah, no, he just got Player of the Month last last uh, last uh, last month, and uh, you know everybody was like, "Oh, he's matured now, and he's gotten no. rid of his wild <laughs> streak. He's he's a leader now. He's really adopted or adapted to this leadership role as a, a co-captain, a vice captain." And in this game, in about twenty minutes, I'd say he threw all that goodwill away. I. Just a stupid challenge. That was definitely that was a red card. That was a red. I mean, card. no, I'm not even gonna like. I yeah, have no yeah, argument yeah. against it. No, no, I just wanted yeah, to. I no, wanted absolutely. to lay that out right just, now. That is a red card. Kind of zooming back out. I want to. I don't want to focus on on Romero too much because two dumb challenges. Yeah. What can you say? I want to look at the, the the game as a whole. We we got potched, man. Potch, as nice and as wholesome as he is on the outside, man, the dude knows the dark arts. <laughs> and literally, I mean, Battle of the Bridge is always a feisty one anyway. We go I, Well, with, especially with Poch in the mix. Yes. Because of how how yeah. anti-Chelsea he was as the Tottenham manager. It had been building. It had been building. I'd been watching hype videos. I was ready. I mean, the whole conversation leading into this match was, is Poch really an elite manager? You know? Like, yeah. Just a running theme. Yeah. Absolutely. And first 15 minutes go by. We go up one. Kulisevsky, great goal. Should have gone up two. Should have gone up two. Should have gone up two. Didn't. Didn't happen that way. And then, you know, Romero... So, so it's just like, man, we had like three or four calls that didn't happen. There were just... There were like three or four fouls leading up to this whole thing where, where the ref, um, Michael Oliver, yeah. didn't make any call. And so, you know, already a feisty, tense game. <coughs> a lot of our players kind of lost their head. 
<laughs> and it quickly spiraled from there. And we just got so emotional. And Romero's just like, well, if nobody's going to call anything, I'm just going to go in. And then you had Destiny Udogi as well. But honestly, I don't... Man, dude, the injuries. That's what kills me. Yeah. Mickey goes down. James Madison goes Van down. Van goes down without a challenge, which is it's the bad. really scary it's thing. It's bad. Yeah. People, I've seen anywhere from two months to end, like, his season. He held his hamstring, dude, so he was it's... so much pain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like, so he's, he's going to be out for at least a couple of months, I would think. Uh, so but... We lost a lot. It was... Uh, that was objectively the most insane 45-minute first half yeah. I've seen in a long time. I was sitting on a meeting at work, yeah, and I <laughs> could not focus because I every time I looked yeah. at it, like I just was watching the game, and it was like <laughs> everything. It was like it was like everything was. It happening. shifted so many times between you know waiting for a VAR call mm-hmm. or just the most insane action you possibly could have in a football match. And it was just like, I just, man. Do you know what the total amount of time that VAR spent during that game? Well, I know it went for, the game went for a total of 112 minutes. It was 17 minutes. That's insane. On VAR. We can't have entire game. We can't have That was crazy. That can't be happening. Um, I... We don't even have that on the agenda, but what's yeah. your take on that? <clears throat> well, I mean, there was just so much that Vieira had to review. I mean, to be honest, there was a lot that happened in that game. There was no situation, <clears throat> I really think, that Vieira shouldn't have been in the loop on that game. Um, the so whole lead-up, sorry, not just out, to, to your point, the whole lead-up to Sterling's goal... Yeah, there were like three yeah. Or Sterling's things. non-goal. Sterling's no, non-goal. Disallowable. Yeah. Yeah. Three separate things were reviewed in that lead-up. And they held off the offsides call until they were sure that, you know, like, it was just, man, I just, it was, I don't know. I don't know. It was, I, I'm just, I'm happy that goal got this allowed. But ended 4-1. Yeah. Overall, minus the, I guess you can't minus the injuries on this. One, Nicholas Jackson with the most undeserved hat trick in the history of the game. And then he goes and gives it to the south side stand. Like, well, I and, just, he, and like, he does this too. Yeah, yeah. Completely like, unironically. It's like, oh my you, god. Come on. Dude gets, dude gets the easiest hat trick known to man. Yeah, I... I, I um, It's going to be an interesting next two months. Uh, with I don't know how bad Madison's injury is. Romero, both Romero and Adogi have suspensions now. Yeah. Romero's might be longer than a game. It probably won't. We're gonna be, lose but. him. He's I mean, he's not gonna be here for the Man City match, which is really upsetting. And then like then it takes us to the international break at that point. Yeah. So there's that whole period. It's it's gonna be a rough run. It's gonna be a rough run. And just to put that in perspective, a lot of people are talking about putting Coybier in our back line as a center back now over like Say Ben Davies because apparently he's somewhat injured right now. I don't know what's going on there, but that's been that's been going around. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So this should be this should be a good test of the the honeymoon period is officially over. And no, it's not, man. Yeah. You listen is. to the Spurs yeah, fans right is. now; they would say the exact opposite. All right, all right. The I mean the honeymoon period for the team. Sure. <clears throat> going for like going forward. They're like this is a an intense run over the next month, two months that 
the team needs to really buckle down. So we'll see what happens here. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just happy to see Tottenham yeah, get their comeuppance because they should not have beat Liverpool, and so they deserve to lose this game. Um, Let's talk about the impressive uh, Liverpool draw against uh, the mighty... Wow, you really want to talk down. shit on Luis Diaz right now? Ah, wow. Ah, wow. Wow. We're playing that card. <laughs> Let's oh just, man! Let's just get it. Ben's here. already down bad. Hard You're just gonna talk shit. Two Premier League giants going oh head to God. head, and it comes out of a draw. I'll mean, be honest, Loot. <coughs> did you? Were you able to watch this game? I saw the Diaz goal. That was about it. That's all you need to watch. No, um, the Luton played really well in this game. Their defensive counter-pressing, like, once they lost the ball, they did a really good job of getting it back. But it was just one of those games, it was one of those games where just nothing could go right. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, like, calls weren't going our way or something like, like that. second balls, things like no, that. No, it's just like, like, we were putting balls in the right position and just no one was ready for them. Jota wasn't ready for them, which he normally is. I mean, he missed one. Um, Nunez, the less said, the better. Um, so I was putting like like Trent, Alexa McAllister, Subasai, um, <clears throat> and Gravenberg were putting balls into the box. We just weren't converting chances. Like it's not even like we were getting on the end of them. It's just shit. Just it was one of those days that just shit Things wasn't going, going right. Away. The Luton goal was an insanely good counterattack from them. They played it to perfection. Um, and yeah, it was just it. We got the point from that game. I feel like every team kind of has one of those games where it's just nothing. Nothing really goes right. Um, but I'm honestly, I'm not gonna take a ton from this game. It's a it, you'll take a point. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's points dropped. We didn't play. We didn't play crazy well, but really um, generous of y'all to give a struggling relegation side a point. Well, anything, anything to anything to get them closer to Everton. I'm, I'm yeah. about. Um, <coughs> so um, overall, the top four picture coming out of coming out of this weekend. Man City's top of the table after absolutely smacking Bournemouth. Um, seems to be a theme. Yeah. Um, Tottenham. In second with 26 points. Liverpool and Arsenal both with 24. Um, it's anybody's race. Do you do you think it's still a four-horse race? Do you think... I mean... I feel like you'd be a fool to count Villa out, but like they aren't as consistent. They're not in a title race. No, though. no. Oh, you're talking title I'm race. Talking I thought you meant top race. four. I thought I'm you talking meant top title four. race. No. I yeah. I still. I think, think I think it's a six. I think it's six. I, I think you throw Aston Villa and Newcastle in for top four. I don't think Brighton can really be considered. Then in terms four, of title right. contenders, yeah. Yeah, it's title a four contenders. Horse, four horse for sure. Um, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I don't see the consistency that that those teams need to to compete for the top spot um so i guess no no change there really in my mind yeah i'm hesitant i am hesitant to include liverpool and arsenal in it to be honest because arsenal have just not really been as consistent david raya i don't know why 
this is the hill Mikel Arteta is willing to die on. We talked about it in the preseason. We've talked about it a lot. And like, Did they play today? They played today, right? Uh, they played... That's a good question. I think they played yesterday. Did Raya start? Um, yeah, they <laughs> they played today 2-0. Uh, David Raya did get the start. Yeah. Wow. And okay. it's just like... But he's he's... I, what did Ramsdale do? <laughs> I have I genuinely have no idea, but like he needs to he needs to be looking out the door because he could abs. We talked about a January exit, right? I, dude, he could go to Chelsea. Yeah, he could absolutely go to Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, like if Vicario wasn't doing as well as Vicario's doing, Vicario, like I'm sure you would love him at Tottenham. I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> right now, no. I that's why I just fucking said, Ted, if Vicario wasn't doing as well as he is. You would take him. No, I mean, no, he's Arsenal. Never. Oh, uh, yeah. Never, man. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, yeah, so I, I just... I I don't know about... I don't know about one. Arsenal. Liverpool... I can't wait for that, that, that controversy to come out at the end of the season. The, the tell-all interview with Aaron Ramsdale... <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I don't know if... I don't know where Aaron Ramsdale is going to sit going forward. I It's... It's what what his summer, what his January look like. Even his January, I mean, like if he doesn't, if if he's not even starting in the Champions League, like he's not getting any minutes. If he doesn't get any minutes between now and January, like you are, you got like I'd be looking. You gotta at leave. Like, I mean, because <laughs> like Robert Sanchez at Chelsea, like. Sure, he's good, but like, he's not yeah. Aaron Ramsdale. No, and they need they need homegrown slots, so like, I it, it would be good. I don't know. There's places that he can go. Um, I could see. Did we talk? I think we mentioned it last time. I could see like a loan move, easily. I, that's just so wild to think about. Because yeah. like, Aaron, like <laughs> David Wright is on loan at Arsenal yeah. right now, and it's an optional buy yeah. clause. Yeah. I think it's very clear that it's going to be taken. Yeah. If we hit January and and Aaron Ramsdale has not gotten any minutes, it is absolutely going to be taken because you have completely ruined any goodwill you have with Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I just I I don't know about Arsenal. I don't I'm not super confident in Liverpool's ability to title chat. This is not the Liverpool of 3 years ago. It's not the, it's a completely new Liverpool team. So we can compete in the top four, but I don't know if we're gonna. I I could absolutely see this this conversation evolving to something completely different in December. I mean, I could totally see Liverpool and Arsenal making a push, but if you were to ask me right now, I'd say it's Man City and Tottenham. I, before, um, before we move off this topic, I do want to ask you, like, so we talked a little bit about McAllister and how he fits into the lineup and. Mm-hmm. And kind of where Liverpool are right now. You seem kind of... I mean, you. I think it's fair to say that they're going to be top four contenders. Um, yeah. But where do you see them, I guess... Like, I guess where do you see them finishing? But also just like, where does the improvement need to happen? Is it a tactics thing? Is it a player thing? Nah, it's a six. It's a six thing. And it's 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 a six thing and it's, it's Nunez... I don't even know, man. Like Nunez is just such a—he's a beautiful player to watch. It's he's fun. Just, 
because it's you genuinely don't know what you're gonna get. Uh, I, I'm surprised to hear you say that, honestly. What? Nunez, because he's a good player, undoubtedly. Yeah. But like, he is a wild card. Nah, but it's just so beautiful to watch him play. I mean, he's just he just gets into the right spots, and he gets so many chances at him. He almost had a goal that was very similar to the one that had Bournemouth. Yeah. He won us the Bournemouth game. He did. I mean, like during the Carabao Cup, it's it's Nunez can win games, but he objectively lost us this game by that miss of that sitter. And I can see how he messed it up, but it's just, I think it's little tweaks that he'll get with Experience. with Klopp as time goes on. He's definitely made these tweaks from where he was at last year to now. Like, when I see Gakpo in the lineup over Nunez, like, I lo- Gakpo is a really good player, but he's not at Nunez's level. Okay, okay. But the problem is Nunez just has... I think fuck ups like that. I think Gakpo. I think, and, and and you might you might disagree here. I think you <coughs> probably will. But I think Gakpo, his consistent level is probably higher than the level that Nunez like averages at. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I think Nunez I, absolutely undeniably has the higher upside and will only get better. Mm-hmm. And you've been on that horse since day one. Yeah. But I think. I think if you want the steadier player, you go with Gakpo. No. No. Yeah, no, that's, fine. that's fine. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I don't agree with that because I think they're two completely different, different players. players. And the way that Gakpo plays is more Dutch football, or total football. He's, he's not a... Like, Nunez is an absolute freight train. Take that back. He's an absolute freight train. Gakpo is like a, a, a symphony. I mean, he's, he's not he's not someone who's going to break your back line. He's not someone who's going to come out with an absolutely insane... He's not going to be... Does the term squad player apply? No. I mean, he's going to be a squad player as time goes on. But... <laughs> Do I see? I could see Gakpo evolving to play on the wings at some point as well, rather than being the number six. I mean, he played on he played on the left side at, at PSV, so I mean, it, it's something that it's in his game. Right I now. think next season. I'm saying this right now, so you can write it down. I think next season Nunez has an in, incredible year. I I still think he's it's in the cards for this year. I mean, right now, even like. This is this is the crazy thing about Darwin Nunez. Even right now, he has a goal involvement every game. He's he's a goal involvement every game. He going into the Luton game, he had a he had a goal involvement every sixty minutes. That's the I thing, think. though. That's what you look at the involvement. But it's like it's it's. But we're sitting. He had a goal involvement every sixty minutes, and yet we're still sitting here talking about like. Is Nunez at his peak? It's still... Definitely not. It's wild to think about. He's played 13 games. All right? He's he's played 13 games. He's played 700 minutes. He's had six goals and four assists. So out of those 13 games played 700 minutes, he's had 13 goal involvements. 
that's an insane ratio. Yep. But yet... Then you see him miss that sitter. Then you see him <laughs> miss the sitter, and that's all that you see. And it's just... It's wild to think about. No, I, I, I think our, um, I think our title title challenge is directly dependent on Nunez's ability to be consistent. I still but. think it's next season. I think next yeah. season he takes. No, I, 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 think I think this team challenges for the title next year. I don't think we challenge this year. I think top four is in the mix. But moving moving down the table, um, go down to our favorite favorite uh, butts of the joke. Um, I uh, there was a there was a I was I was <clears throat> coming up with a, a the Chelsea Tottenham game was a derby and it was the derby of who's the most memeable is <laughs> is it still Tottenham is Tottenham and Spurs is Spurs or is it Chelsea is the new crisis club ha ha bully what were what was the meme that was going to prevail in this game it was the Spurs is Spurs prevailed in this game. But, we were Spursy in a completely different way. But it was it was, just, it, it was a Spursy game. Uh, oh my god! But I hate that. Man, you are in eighth. Chelsea are in tenth. We talked <coughs> a few pods back. Which one would we rather? Which one is in the worst spot? I think coming out of this game, I, like, and coming out of the game last weekend, uh, coming out of Carabao Cup, I I think Chelsea are the better team of these two. I could not disagree more. Interesting. Have you seen Man United play any soccer? Admittedly, haven't watched. Yeah, them exactly. Yeah, all right. That being said, the fact that we were down to nine men and almost equalized, <coughs> like I just and and you go back to that first fifteen minutes too. I know it's fifteen minutes. Don't roast me in the comments. All right. I know it's fifteen minutes. We dog walk. Mm-hmm. We dog walked them. Eric Dyer almost had an equalizer. Come I, on, unmarked, unmarked, is, nine men. This is recency bias, all right. This is I recency don't think bias, so, man. dude. All right, Man United. I'm gonna run through their track record right now. Today, we're recording on Wednesday. Today, they lost to Copenhagen, four three. They beat Fulham on a stoppage time winner, one nothing. They lost to Newcastle, three nothing. They lost to Man City 3-0. They barely beat Copenhagen on the other game. I just clicked out of my... Dang, it's dude. okay. Uh, they barely beat Sheffield United. They barely beat Brentford. They lost to Galatasaray. They lost to Crystal Palace. Like, that's their track record up until the end of, like, the end of September, beginning of October. I forgot they barely Their form... Is so fucking bad. That's not to include the loss to Bayern Munich, the loss to uh, Brighton. They barely beat Bournemouth. I mean, the list goes on. They Manchester United are absolutely objectively worse than Chelsea. And yet they sit at eighth. And yet they sit at eighth. It's because they're just scrapping results together. I just, I like they are the biggest fraud top half team. Easily, I'll, I'll change my opinion. Oh, absolutely, fraud for sure. Oh, I'll change my opinion on this after this weekend because they play Luton. <laughs> <laughs> they play Luton, and honestly, so we'll get into this in a bit more. They play Luton, and we'll we'll see what happens with that. But do you? I think there's no way. I I think Chelsea have shown promise, and they've shown real signs of being a being a better team. 
I think Poch is fine. Do you think Ten Hag no. makes it to the end of the season? I've I've kind of... I can't recall exactly what I've been saying on Pod's past, but I, I kind of have been of the opinion that his seat is getting very warm. Dude, if they, if they would have lost to Fulham, I mean, like... Imagine if they lost to Fulham and then they lost to... Uh, they lost to Copenhagen as well. It's just... Their form is so shaky. Again, if they lose this weekend... I I think there's a very very good chance we see the end of the Ten Hag era very shortly. I think it's I, I think it's 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 very dependent on what Sir Jim Ratcliffe wants to do, but because he because he's in the picture now, yeah. Well, because and he's going to take over the sporting director stuff, yep. I think, which it can only be a good idea. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see what comes from that. I think Chelsea are much more convincing than Man U. We'll see what would, happens after this week. I would love to see them play. When do they play? Okay, they play in they play in week fifteen of December. That'll okay. be interesting. That'll that'll be interesting for sure. I think they get oh, Everton. I mean, even Everton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they get smacked by Newcastle for sure. It's not looking Newcastle good. does have a lot of injuries right now, so I don't I don't know about that. Yeah, they just December. they're just so that's unconvincing in all of their games. Like they are definitely in worse form than Chelsea. I feel like right now, so. I don't know. We'll we'll again, see what happens. I haven't there. watched a lot, but I don't think again. I don't think this weekend was any indicator of how good Chelsea are right now. Yeah. Uh, sure. All right. Sure. Nicholas Jackson is still shit. Yeah. Basically, well, is what I, I'm I still can't believe he sued. That was just and then like I I texted my Chelsea friend. And I said, "Do you think there's any chance he did that unironically?" And he said, "Not, <laughs> not a chance in hell." I was like, oh my god, just ridiculous. So we know it's not a confidence issue. Yeah. Um, all right, moving even farther down the table, we've established a pack at the bottom. Yes. yes so so um, for wow. context here, Everton are 16th with 11 points. Luton and Bournemouth, 17th and 18th, both have six. Burnley and Sheffield United both have four. A lot of Luton talk this week. So, yes, 100%. They deserve it. Uh, there's one spot up for grabs out of those four teams. Sheffield, Sheffield fluked a win against Wolves. Wolves had another situation where they, should, they got shafted by the ref. Gary O'Neill is, is, is just so unlucky. Um, the refs hate this guy. Um, and Luton get the tie against Liverpool, which they never would have dreamed of getting. So... Um, can, do you think do you think either of these teams can take this and and go on a run? If I had to pick one team, I'll pick two teams. Here, I'm I'm gonna run through I'm gonna run through the five games yeah. for each of these teams. Sure. So the upcoming games for for Chef or for Sheffield United are Brighton, Bournemouth, Burnley, Liverpool, and Brentford. Luton's are Man U, Crystal Palace, Brentford, and Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. And Man City. Yeah. So, dude, it doesn't, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Luton, Luton probably is feeling pretty good right now. They I'm telling you, they played really well they, against Liverpool. They, pro- they definitely have the harder slate coming up. Uh, Sheffield, Sheffield is... 
Sheffield. That's the thing. But they do have Burnley, Bournemouth, Liverpool, and Brentford. And who knows what Brentford's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Out of those two, Sheffield, I feel like, definitely has more of an opportunity, unfortunately, because I'm rooting for Luton, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd, no, probably, I, I'd probably go Sheffield. I agree. I think... I think Luton's run strictly on slate, though. Strictly on the upcoming. No, slate. yeah, I I think Luton's Luton's run is is a bit tough. I think I think they could totally take something from Menu if they wanted. But Sheffield's United Sheffield United's run over the next five games is much more advantageous for them. The Bournemouth one is going to be interesting because if Sheffield United beat Bournemouth, Iriola's seat is scalding. Scalding. Yeah. Um, Imagine the same thing with the Burnley one too. Those are two six pointers right there. Burnley won the championship, which Sheffield United were in last year by a lot. But they have looked dog shit. They have not looked convincing whatsoever over the season. So I think their their five game run. I mean, even the Brentford one. Like Brentford have been more consistent this year, but. Brentford still have a habit of pull like completely like playing to the occasion. Hey, buzz, buzz, man, buzz, buzz, buzz. buzz. I gotta say, are you still a Gulls fan? We'll we'll get on that later. We'll get on that later. I haven't been look since since Spurs have been doing well. Nah, nah. We'll we'll talk about the Gulls. But we'll talk about the Gulls. I want to say one thing. I shout out shout out uh, Pat McAfee show because I watch I watch that show on the daily and and JJ Watt is a frequent. Uh, guest on this show, mm-hmm. co-owner of Burnley. Yeah, and man, listening to this man talk about Burnley does not instill confidence in, no. in the team. No, that's not where I all. expected you to go. Not at all, oh, man. I listen God. to him talk about Burnley, and it is so clear that maybe he watches the games, but it's just so. I mean, he's a minority owner. Like, it's not like he's the main. I owner know, of the I team. know, but man, it's just like it's just. Every week he's on, it's like, hey, heard Burnley lost again, man. What's going on? And the shit he says, it's just like, and this is rich coming from me, but it's just like the most ignorant stuff regarding, regarding, you know, soccer and world football. And just like, it's just so funny. Nothing against J.J. Watt listening. No, I, th- I think it's, it's a just, lot against J.J. Watt. It doesn't instill any confidence in that team yeah. at all. So we'll see what... I, I'm, I'm going to be keeping a, a hard eye on Sheffield United, especially since Austin Trusty, U.S. Men's National Team star, and Media Native, Media Pennsylvania, <laughs> rep the 267, uh, is, uh, is part of their starting uh, back three. So we'll see what, uh, we'll see what they do. Yeah. Uh, Getting on to some not super fun stuff here. So, Lucho Diaz, Luis Diaz, but I'm just from here on wow. out, he's Lucho Diaz. Wow, trying to be serious. Lucho Diaz, yeah. 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 Um, we haven't talked in two weeks. And in those two weeks, his, his parents have gotten kidnapped from their home in Barrancas, Colombia. This... This is insane. His mom has been returned. His mom got returned almost immediately. The dad has not yet got returned, but the conditions are in place for him to get... Negotiations are underway. Him to get returned. And they moved it... Where did you say they moved him? They moved him to a different country? They moved him to Venezuela. And 
So there was a lot of Colombian troops on the board. I just heard James Pierce talking about it, which is so weird hearing a sports writer talk about yeah. geopolitical issues. Yeah. Um, there were troops on the line, on the Colombian-Venezuelan border, and one of the conditions for the paramilitary group to bring them back was move the troops from the border. That happened. The Colombian government has said all of the conditions exist for them to return the troops or for them to return the father. So we'll see what happens here. Um, but it's just, it is fucking insane. You watch, you watch these players week in, week out. And it is insane to think about the conditions that these players are brought up in, like the areas that they're brought up in. Like he comes from a really poor area of Colombia. He was a he, like the, the family was not wealthy by any means, and it's just it it makes it it brings it brings it into a cold hard reality of the situation. Some of these players. Well, and just zooming out a little bit more, man. Like this is again fairly new new fan following Premier League here, but like this is this is kind of crazy to see for multiple reasons. Just because. New eyes looking at this, it's like, this, does this happen a lot? That's mm-hmm. the question that comes into my mind. One, one, I imagine this happens every so often. Second question I get is, why, why wouldn't it, like, I feel like this, this, this happens, or this would happen more, almost. Like, I, I find myself asking that. Like, it, it makes sense that the, the people, these, these, you know, stars are associated with family with mm-hmm. uh, partners with are going to become targets um and so it's just kind of like well you would think who doesn't see this a whole lot you would think there's guards up yeah for for a lot of these situations but i guess like this just wasn't in place for lucha's family but it's like he is the star of the colombian national team yeah he's the absolute there is no he is he is by far the best the by far and away the best Colombian national team player right now. Yeah. So it's like why is this just why why does this why why is this happening? Yeah. You know? It's just yeah. it's crazy to think about. I I prayers out for his family. I hope I hope I hope things get resolved here. But there's a history of this. Yeah. You know? See that's what I'm getting at. Like, like I, I'm not familiar with the history of it, but I was enlightened today when I read about another one, John, uh, and I apologize if I, if I, but John Obi Mikkel, Mikkel. Yeah. Um, I was reading, I was reading about that situation and, and, you know, specifically, you know, we'll get into it a little bit later, but you know, how, you know, Abramovich handled that situation and how that all unfolded and just like, I, it really got me wondering how often does this happen? You know, because mm-hmm. you don't, you don't like, I mean, there are certain instances where say an NFL player will get robbed, mm-hmm. but like it does not happen nearly as often. I want to say, I mean, no, no, <clears throat> these players definitely get robbed and their places get broken into, but kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the Abramovich thing, Abramovich goes in and says, yeah, he, some- he goes, yeah, go ahead. You need some help. <laughs> I got people. I got people. I got people. Imagine a Russian oligarch, yeah, with ties to Putin, sends in the KGB to, to get your parents Send out. Send in Spetsnaz. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely insane. 
That was crazy. And then and then going down that rabbit hole, I found another article about yesterday about you know Neymar's Neymar's an attempted kidnapping of Neymar's girlfriend and his daughter. Literally yesterday, this happened. His parents were tied up at their house, where you know the 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 attempted uh, or the kidnappers thought. And, and we're correct in thinking that his girlfriend and daughter would be. Luckily, they were out of the house and, yeah, and somewhere yeah. else, so it didn't happen. But they tied up his parents and, and apparently were armed. And, you know, you know, threatening. A, you know, eventually police showed up and resolved the situation. But like, that's insane. And you can't help but think that that they looked at what was going on with Diaz and said, "Hey, that's not a bad idea." You know, like, do you think that? I don't think that's far fetched to think that this was. Influenced by what was going on. With no, I, 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 I think, I, I think, I think, I think you're. There has to be some correlation, here. and it's crazy because <clears throat> I mean, Neymar has been making twenty five million dollars a year, at least yeah. over the last five years. Yeah, at a minimum, and he can't set up protection enough for his like what. What are the st- like? What What's are the steps? On? What are the steps that are happening in these countries? Where and it is worth noting that both of these were were con- like both of these the attempted kidnapping and the actual kidnapping of Diaz's parent uh, Diaz's parents were were uh, organized crime gangs. Yeah, like like I. It's not to say that this was just some rando off the street just going in. This was like a planned operation of sorts. So it's just kind of I don't know. Man. Yeah, it's it's insane. So. Well, I let's let's hope that both these situations, you know, thankfully the Neymar thing was attempted, and it did not actually happen. Because God forbid, especially children, you don't want children in the mix. Anything. I mean, it's just a dangerous, like it's a precedent, is what it is. I mean, it's exactly like yeah. it's 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 no different than than, and we're getting really dark here. It's no different than say like the mass shooting epidemic we have here. Yeah, you see yeah. one person do it. A bunch of people are going to say, "Oh, if I want to make my mark, this is the way to do it." Yeah. If I, yeah. yeah, what's an easy way to make my mark, or you know, make money, or you know, something like that? Yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's crazy. I'm, I'm scared to see what this leads to. Yeah, but going back to one of my original points, which was, it's crazy to think about the situations that the players are coming out of, because, like. In America, if you're if you want to play soccer, you, it costs a lot of money. Like to, to get to the higher level, yeah. they cost a lot of money. Meanwhile, for the players coming out of Brazil, the players coming out of uh, just South America in general, even in 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 Europe, and especially like Eastern Europe and stuff like that, this is all that they have. This is their way to make it, and they're coming from these players can come from horrible situations to end up in the. And it's good to have an outlet like that, but you don't realize just how bad, just how light, like not life or death, but not far off it is for a lot of these players to make it to this level. Well, they're so far removed from it, you know? Yeah, they're yeah. so far removed from it at this point. You know, they're playing in the Premier League on TV every weekend. It's just like you don't think about it. No, and uh, I mean, like, the the biggest comparison that I, I is probably basketball or, or football where you have players coming out of bad situations domestically, yeah, and they're using sports to get out of bad situations, and I don't know it 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 raises all conversation like that. I can't make a coherent point on it because it's just like I mean, is there a point to be made? That's the yeah, thing. it's yeah. just kind of like 
the awareness yeah. of something like this. You just yeah. don't think about it. Yeah, yeah. You just don't. But anyway, yeah, pretty dark. Hopefully, it gets resolved. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully next time we pod, we're we're able to we're able to uh, put a bow on this, and and it's a good good resolution for everyone. Um, uh, moving back to the soccer, um, the Bournemouth game finished six one. The city Bournemouth game finished six one. Love to see it. Fuck you, city. Um, but that happened with Jeremy Doku, the new recent signing, getting a goal and three assists. Absolutely fucking insane stuff. He just signed this year. It's not fair, man. Dude, I, it's, it's Aaron Paul meme. Yeah, he can't keep getting away with this. Literally. Somebody needs to make that. Like it's just it's not fair and and you know I read an article about you know Grealish crying just because like you know wow wow I you know I don't get to play anymore because this this absolute beast came on and yeah. put on a performance of a set of a lifetime it's just like man shut up <laughs> and now they're gonna be able to have an a mil, hundred million pound signing sit on the bench what's new I mean he's just like there's no way Grealish is getting into the team with the way that Doku's playing. Doku's not showing any signs of slowing down. He's ramping it up. So he's just he's an absolutely insane player. He should be anywhere else but City. It's fucking annoying that he's there. Um and Grealish is just gonna be on the bench, you know. Yep. If he needs a new home, then uh there's a place to loan place an hour hour just east of uh or west of uh, Manchester that could use him. <laughs> Of course, thinking of Everton. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what Doku keeps doing there. Um, Calvin Phillips might not be the only person who who ends up leaving in January. Still very interested to see where he goes. To be honest, do you think he leaves in January? I think he could. I think, I think there's, there's a lot could. of buzz yeah. about it. Um, I, I would love to see him at Tottenham. Frankly, even more so after this weekend. Um, but yeah, man, I could definitely see him leaving. Do you Where think he, he would go to Tottenham? I mean, right now? Yeah, I think he would. I think he definitely would. I think he'd look at the situation we find ourselves in and he'd say, I'm going to get playing time there. East Basuma and Calvin Phillips in that midfield would just be unfair. Filthy. That would be unfair. There's no way. You would have to buy him. There's no way you'd get him on a loan. Uh, we have money. We haven't spent a dime since we sold Kane. We have money. I we were talking about this in the season. You said, "Oh, we're already spending the money." We, we haven't though. We, we clearly haven't. We clearly yeah, haven't. Yeah. Like, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for us to spend. I'll tell you right now, Levy's not gonna not gonna spend until he gets the absolute best deal possible. Well, and that's just so, Levy. Yeah. yeah. No duh. That's Danny. Levy. Danny boy. D money. D money. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for him to sign off on his next next club statement. Uh, Spend all the cane money on a new F one track. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's move let's move on to one of your other teams that you hedge bets with when when Tottenham is uh, yeah is uh, not doing too well. Yeah, are Brighton shit now? Seems like it. Seems they, like that's what the media keeps saying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so they tied Everton. Their form has not been good at all. Um, they they have just not been getting the results that they need. Um, and I I don't know. I like I, I do you do you think they can challenge for the top? Do you? We were talking early, like early in the season about them possibly challenging for the top four. We were hyping up 
Roberto Deserbi. Villa. Overrated. Brighton, Brentford. But so so Brighton Brighton have tied Everton. They've tied Fulham. They lost to Man City. They tied Liverpool. Lost to Villa. Um, beat Bournemouth and beat Man U recently. But they lost to West Ham. So I mean, I guess their form is in. Awful. Not where it, we thought it would be, though. No, not where we thought it would be. Um, do you? Uh, how do you feel about their season so far? How do you feel about it? You know, going forward, do you th- I think they're underachieving. I think they're underachieving. I think they could be doing better. Um, as to why? Do you think? Do you think Europe plays a, a factor in this? Do you think them being in Europe? They could. It could. They don't necessarily have the depth. So it could be like a... And they don't have the experience. They don't have the depth. They're a young team. Um, so like it could it could factor in there. T- to be honest, I, I don't... I don't know. I just feel like that's a lot to put on that excuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I really... I mean, we were talking about... We were talking about Brighton being... Top four? Yeah. 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 So in like, that conversation. It's yeah. just like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I but the same thing can be said for Villa. I mean, I feel like you cannot bring up Brighton this year without bringing up Villa. No, they're, they're tied. Just, they're they're tied hand together. in hand. Yeah, of that t- those teams that are like on the up and up for sure. One team is a vampire. One team doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one team has a PT eating maniac. I, that was racist. I apologize. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no. I guess they're not shit. They're not shit. They're not bad. They're just they're not shit. mid-table Brighton. They're kind of... I think maybe the reason we're thinking this, one, is because like you were pointing out in the, in the agenda, I think they do get a lot of stick from the media right now, but I think that's only because they set expectations so high last season. Yeah. I think maybe this is a regression to the mean... Well, and they've been setting they've been setting standards really high since they came up in twenty eight since they came up in twenty seventeen. I mean, yeah, it's been six years of of overachieving and and, and the, setting the bar high. And, and also, you gotta, and they've got a massive influx of money. I was gonna say, yeah, you got to look at probably the front office you view right now is like we're good as long as we get mid table, we've got money to do with you know, whatever we want with. Yeah. So from a front office view as, you know, a business owner, a biz like a like it running it like a business, you're probably like, okay, you know, results aren't great. We're not awful. We've got we're we're hugely in the net positive right now in finances. So like I don't know. I don't know. The question it really just goes back to that that idea that that question we were talking about last week was have they changed their mentality, the mindset? Like if if they see themselves as serious contenders right now, mm. I could see them splashing cash in January, bring somebody in, improve results. <coughs> but I don't think they do. I don't think they're gonna splash cash. Yeah, yeah. and I like I I think it, it's a question of what is their internal objective. Yeah. yeah, like what the media might use for their objective is completely different than. Do they have a Dan Levy in the front office? Oh fuck! Or off. do they have a Todd Bowley? In the oh front my office? god! No, they've got something even better than both of those. Um, yeah, I, I, I will. Uh, I mean, they haven't replaced Caseda. They haven't replaced McAllister. Matoma has been really good. They brought in young talent to go around that. Do they bring in stuff in the in January to try and compete for Europe again, or do they say you've got what you've got? Take this. Do whatever you can with it, 
And then, and then, how telling would it be if they sold Matoma in January? They just resigned him. I know. I they know. just resigned him. They won't sell him in January. They could get so much money though. Who's gonna buy? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I mean, Chelsea. maybe. <laughs> Manu. I mean, Manu could use use some players. I guess they need a right winger more than they need. A it's not gonna happen. It's just fun to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what <clears throat> we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm excited to talk. All right, quote of the week. Quote of the week we've got here from Jamie Carragher <coughs> on Twitter. Um, the Premier League won a 12-point deduction from for Everton for one charge. Man City are going to end up in the National League North if the PL get their way. <laughs> Unbelievable the amount of stories that have come out about Everton's situation. But Man City's, which has 114 more charges and has gone on for much longer, has gone very quiet. He raises an excellent oh, excellent yeah. point with this it's ridiculous i mean like so so the like if they want to set the precedent of everton getting a 12 point deduction for one charge which hasn't happened yet they haven't gotten the 12 point charge yet but if they set the precedent that way what happens to man city it's just like it's like it's insane like they're like all right we're gonna make an example we're gonna make an example we're gonna enforce the rules right and with this 12-point deduction, it's just like, you're you're making the wrong example. You're, you're, you're going after the wrong club here, undoubtedly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it never, it no, like, it's it's so clearly indicative of the bias in the league right now towards, it, it, it's been going on for God knows how long at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's so clearly, like, like just lays on the table how kind of untouchable Man City is in this regard. <clears throat> well, I think <clears throat> I think the to, to play devil's advocate, wrapping up one charge is definitely a lot easier and a lot quicker than wrapping up 114. So there is that. The 114 came out earlier this year. So yeah, that's going to take a bit longer. But it's 114. It's charges. 114 charges. They they this is from it's from. 2014, 2013 to 2014, 2018, they spent five years building the case for this. You're telling, like, there's no way they wouldn't have brought it forward if it was not smack locked in for at least some of these charges, you know? It blows my mind. So what what is what is going to be the verdict from this? But they have to, if they, if Everton truly do get a 12-point deduction for one charge... They need to lay down the law at City, or else it's just blatant, blatant bias, and it's, it's, just, it's fucking it game on. It means nothing. Yeah, it means absolutely nothing if they do that. Like, like it just, it just doesn't. It just basically it sends the clear, clear message that the rules apply, except for certain teams. Yeah, yeah. No, it it, it sets. <clears throat> we'll see. I like. We're not going to hear about the city stuff. I at least like. Not. I don't even think we're going to hear about it next year. I mean, it's going to be a while. Twenty twenty seven, maybe. <laughs> fucking twenty thirty seven at this rate. But uh, the Everton one is going to be an important precedent for that because if Everton do get the twelve point deduction, then then twelve point deduction, they get relegated probably. Yeah. Speculation, of course. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. But they get relegated. That's that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. The only club, the only Premier League club to never go down, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gets relegated on a 12-point deduction for one charge. 
while Man City has 114. That is that all of those 114 have set up the dynasty that currently exists right there now. There would be riots. Oh, there would God. be riots. I mean, it, 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 it'd be, I think it would be Super League level things. If, it would be. It would I, be. Like, Super the League level riots. The backlash would be insane. It would be absolutely insane because it, it's, it's the 114 charges are, are, everyone knows they cheated. Yeah. Like, everyone knows they cheated and operated outside of the bounds of the rest of, of the league. And so, if, if they get off on technicalities on 114, like they, I could, I could see that because you can't relegate Man City because they're just going to come right back up. You can't relegate them like three leagues over. But if you ban them from Europe or something like that, transfer ban maybe too. Transfer ban, something like that. Can't register new players. In all reality, you know what I could see? I could see a transfer ban. I could see a European ban. And then to follow that up, I see an appeal, and all of that gets wiped off the table. Stop. Don't don't put that evil in the Dude, we've seen it before. I this know. is exactly what happened with Chelsea, right? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> we'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens with that. Anyway. So yeah. I think that's about all we got for this week, unless you have anything you want to add. Nope. Fuck Tottenham. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for, for that second game, that second matchup. Yeah, know. you're going to get your fucking comeuppance, uh, dick. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Um, anyway, this has been the Boot and Hearth Podcast. You can reach us at uh, theboot at gmail.com, the Boot and Hearth Pod on Twitch, the Boot and Hearth Podcast on Discord. Um, or you can leave a comment uh, on the actual Spotify. podcast yeah. on Spotify as well. Uh, thank you for joining us. Sorry for the shorter pod. Um, Shorter pod, it's 55 minutes. Oh, man. Okay, well, I guess we nailed it again. Yeah. But anyway, um, again, different schedule now, bi-weekly. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, so keep it, keep an eye out for not next week, but the week after. So thank you, as always, for tuning in. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll catch you in two weeks. See All you right, see ya.